G'day team, welcome to your Thursday. What have we hit? The 17th of July, just every day to ticks by, has done my whole life. Good to have your company today, we're going to have some fun today. Um, very fortunate to be in the time slot where the All Blacks team will be named, we believe, at 12.30. So from now until then, get your picks through. In the first part, still about quarter past, you can start texting or calling 0800 150 11 or text on the Tampa Bay Post text machine, which is double eight double three. I want three backs that are going to make the All Blacks starting side. Three. Be your confident three. No more than three. Three backs. And then we'll take an ad break and then we'll come back. And I want your three forwards. And everyone that gets three out of three in either the backs or the forwards or both, if you get both right, you'll get two entries. Uh, we've got two double passes to the Warriors uh, game, which is on Sunday at four o'clock. Um, it's going to be an amazing weekend for uh, Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart, All Blacks Test, Warriors Cronulla. Just has there been a double header of that quality at one ground in New Zealand? It's going to say ever. There probably has, but wow, we. So get those texts through now. Double eight, double three. You can start doing them now. We're going to compile them. All things being equal, 12.30, we'll have the all-black team. I'll read it out. We'll chuck the lines open, and we want to hear what your what your thoughts on it are. Um, all-black naming Thursday. Team naming Thursday. All-black Thursday. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, we will stick with the rugby theme uh, at 1 o'clock. Uh, Robinho's been to the Black Ferns press conference where the youngest ever captain for the Black Ferns, Maya Roos, has been named becoming the youngest ever Black Ferns captain, which is just a brilliant celebration for her and the family and the team. And she fronted up to the press conference, as did Alan Bunting, the new, uh, the new-ish head coach as well. We'll hear from both of them at 1 o'clock. 2 o'clock, Tony Johnson, Sky Sport rugby commentator, and we'll pick our way through the All Black team as well. Um, I'll touch on the Wallaby South Africa and the fallout of the Eddie Jones smart-ass comment. I'll ask him about that, actually. We'll also find out our pacing for purpose horse. Um, we'll play the chase. Uh, we'll play show me the money. There's lots of prizes, etc., to do here. And uh, Dan Fogarty, he is a young, up-and-coming, brand-new race caller. Look at the text flying. This is going to take some admin. Uh, new up-and-coming race caller. We'll be talking to him as well. At about the 120 mark, 125 mark, uh, just a brand new, just finished this cadet, or maybe still a cadet, uh, with Trackside as a race call commentator. We'll have a TAB update as well. Let's find out what's making news. But 0800 150 11, shall we call it Midday Madness, Robbie? Let's call it Midday Madness. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat. Of madness. Right, I've got a deal for Robbie. He can deal with the text messages because we've got 16 already. Uh, I'll deal with the phone calls. We'll go to Scott from Taranaki. G'day, Scott. G'day, Mark. Let's go. I'm going Smith, Barrett, and I'm going to go Jordan. Now you have to name which Barrett. Oh, sorry, Geordie. <laughs> okay, Smith, Geordie and Jordan <laughs> I saw what you were doing there You were getting two bites Or maybe three bites at the cherry <laughs> Well, I, I reckon I could I, I think he goes to the wing And the rest of that back line from last week Stays unchanged Right. okay Scott from Taranaki I reckon Jordan 
Yeah, you're possibly in the draw of those three out of three. Good on you, buddy. Let's go to our mate Joe from Gizzy. G'day, Joe. Thanks, Steffi. How's it going? Good, brother. So, um, Nuggy will play, bro. Um, I would say Richie, but it depends what juice that Fozzie's been drinking. <laughs> He's been drinking that wine that uh, Smithy's been drinking. He's named Richie there. But uh, we'll leave 10 alone. And you're yeah, definitely Rico, Ioani, and uh, Jordy in the midfield. I think that'll be an absolute banker. Yeah. And then... Uh, you get that venison, boy? What's that? You get that venison? I did, mate. I did. I, and I've had some salami. I've had some of the salami already, and the venison's in the freezer ready to go this weekend. Good man. Enjoy that. Cheers, boy. Bye, Thanks, Joe. Joe from Gizzy, the venison supplier. Absolutely love it. Jaden Hamilton. G'day, Jade. Hey, Steph. How you, man? Good, bro. Um, look, your backs, uh, Jay Barrett. Rico Yawani, Aaron Smith, and John Fords as well now. Oh, you can if you want. You can if you want. Yep, mate. Yep, Brody Retallick, Artie Savia, Ethan DeGroote. Hang on. Artie, Ethan, and who was the other one, sorry? Uh, Retallick, Brody. Oh, Brody Retallick. Sorry, only Geordie, Rico, and who was your other one of, of, the, four, of the backs? Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. Right out. Righto. I've written those down. Nice work. Good on you, Jade. Cheers, mate. See you, boy. I should have done up some columns before I came in here, Robbie. I'm writing flat out, forwards, backs. Um, Good luck tabulating the text messages, Robbie. (laughs) Um, Geordie and Scott Barrett, they've only given me two. You need three. Oh, I see. That's the same person. Gotcha. Uh, Staff backs. Here's, here's the samples. Smith, Rico, Geordie. Smith, McKenzie, Geordie. Bodie, Geordie, Smith. Smith, Geordie, Rico. There's a pattern here. I tell you what, if Smith, Geordie, and Rico are named in the starting lineup, I think everyone's in the draw. <laughs> Smith, Moonga, Barrett. Uh, Smith, Moonga, Barrett. There's another one. Smith, Geordie, Rico. There's a pattern, New Zealand. There's a pattern developing. Uh, I'd love to hear you give us a call. We had three quickfire ones there, and now the phone lines are open again. In fact, they're open all the time. 0800 150 With some reasoning would be good. Smith, Geordie, Rico. Smith, Geordie, Rico. Smith, Barrett, Barrett. Well, that's Bodie and Geordie. Interesting to see what they do with 15. The country's screaming for Geordie, uh, sorry, for Will Jordan to get a crack at the 15 jersey. Haven't had a, a health update. Um, you know, migraine issues, what do they call it? Migrainery issues uh, prevented him from flying. I'd say a similar, a, a migration issue would stop you from playing as well, not only just flying, or is that the air pressure in the cabin? I'm not sure. Loose on detail. I'd love to see Geordie on the field, uh, sorry, Will Jordan on the field, purely for the fact that I would then know he's healthy. Um, not for World Cup prospects, not because I want to see him play rugby, but because he's healthy. That, that's that's my big one. Uh, there are so many Geordie, Aaron, Rico entries. I'm trying to find one that isn't. He's a Will Jordan. Um, I'm trying to find one out of left field, but... There's a few Geordie and Bodies. Uh, 
don't need any tickets. <laughs> oh, you've got kick tickets, Ken. Or you don't want to go. Ken, Mr. Rugby, he's gone Bowden, Rico and Talia. Just sticking to your blue and white colours. However, Rico and Mark Talia, I would imagine, yes. Bowden, be very interesting to see um, whether he makes the starting lineup or not. This is starters too, by the way. Starters. Rico Geordie, Aaron, Rico Geordie, Will, Rico Geordie, Aaron. That's the popular elect. Let's go to Pete from Whanganui. G'day, Pete. Whanganui. Oh, Whanganui. <laughs> Bad yeah, eyesight. Yeah. Bad eyesight. That's all good. All good. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I can't go past what everyone else is saying. Rico, Rico Geordie and Aaron. Uh, doesn't matter who they put at first five because I think Aaron's going to be the starting halfback. And if, uh, and also I'm guessing Richie's going to get a run. Mm. And you really want that midfield to be better than because I think that's really our number one combination. So we need to start playing them, I think. Um, and you want some big bodies against um, Dialende. They're going to throw some um, big runners down that, that channel, that first five channel too. So you, Nuggy, uh, sorry, Richie's going to need a bit of help in there. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know if there's going to be anyone else on that first team that's going to be starting our first back line. Yeah. I, I actually think, um, well, we've had a few calls and texts this week about, uh, you know, should give this guy a go, we need to see this guy. I think this is, in Ian Foster's mind, um, injuries aside, this is his best team in his mind right now, at the moment. Yeah, well, the quality of the opposition would suggest we need to put our best team out there. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people saying that these games leading up to the World World Cup, are, you know, they don't mean a lot. But every time you play South Africa, I think it, it means something to New Zealanders, and um, we need. I think we we just need to start getting pick, get our best team out there as often as we can. Mm. It, it takes me back to when they named that All Black squad and they interviewed Jason Ryan and they said, you're going to hold stuff back for the World Cup. And he said, hell no, we're here to win test matches. We're here to win every test match. And I loved that from him. There's no warm-ups. Yeah. There's no establishing patterns. There's, there's none of this. We're going to try and win every single game. And, man, we have to. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, that's that's the sort of um, – that's pretty much – well, sums Jason Ryan up, if you ask me. Mm. Um, there's, there's no – you know, you put your best team out there when you can, and if you're playing for your country, um, you know, I know we have to give opportunities for the, the new guys at some point, but the way I look at it is um, if you're not in the top 23, unfortunately, you, you're just going to be holding the tackle bags and, and that at training, and um, unfortunately, that's your lot. Mm. And I think there's going to be, like, you know how people are saying Damien should be 10, Bowden should be 10, Richie Moonga should be 10. Me personally, I don't really mind which of those three because they're all bloody good, but stick with the same one and just, to, just to develop that combination. Because the combination between Geordie and Rico was the best it's been last week. So I would imagine those two are going to be 12, 13, most of the minutes of Test Rugby leading into the World Cup and they'll be amazing there. I want that combination with their 10 too. I, where are you with that, Pete? Like stick, picking a 10 and sticking with 10? Yep. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, 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 
I think I think Damien has a snuff, but when it comes down to it, I think Richie Richie's probably our number one, and he's going to have to play his way out of the team. I think the the battle is going to be who's going to get that bench spot out of if, if he does go with Richie, who's going to be is it going to be Bowden or is it going to be Damien? Because I don't think you can have them both on the bench. No, you can't. Jeez, you think the same as me, Pete. You think exactly the same yeah. as me. I love it. Good man. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks, mate. Take it easy. Have a good weekend. 0800 150 or text in double eight double three. Let's switch from the backs to the forwards because we're going to take a break. 47 entries for the backs. Can we match them? Are you as passionate about your forwards, New Zealand? Give me your absolute dead set bell ringer starters. Starters for the All Blacks against the Springboks. We have a double pass to the Warriors game. Um, the email, we, we will email you the tickets. Um, and I'd imagine if you've got, geez, I better check this. I'm going to check whether you can forward it to someone else and they can use those email tickets. I'll run out and talk to our, our, our ticket ambassador out in the office. So even if you're in Invercargill, you can forward the email to someone in Auckland and they can go to the Warriors game. I'll double check that, but get your texts in for your forwards. Double eight, double three, back after a break. Right, apparently we're a few moments away from the All Blacks team being named. I need three forwards, absolute dead cert forwards from you guys. Scott from Taranaki, that's forward country. G'day, Scott. G'day. Savia, Kane, Retallick. Oh, question is, though, will Barrett play six? I know. Do you think they... I feel like they probably will. I think they will, too. Yeah. Just the size. They need need more size. Yeah. So they'll get it with him at six, eh? Yeah, and I think that's probably one position we might say we might see change depending on opposition. Like, um, he's not quite as mobile, mm. but, jeez, he's powerful. Monster. Mm. Monster. Great player. Yes, he is. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Good necky, lad. See you later. See you, boy. Um, life member Zade. Hello, Zade. Hello, good afternoon. Yes, it is a good afternoon. It's always better if you ring me and you have. I want, I want two big boys up front, Nepo and Offa. Look, do you th- honestly think they'll start? Yeah, we'll give them a go, Nepo and Offa, and um, Samasoni Takiaho back at hooker. Samasoni Takiaho. Are you going to the test match, Zade? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've actually found some tickets on Trade Me, so I am going. Oh, yeah, you're amazing. When was the last When was the last Test match or Blues game in Auckland that you didn't go to? Um, it was the Moana Pacifica Blues game. <laughs> so, you, and that's it, eh? That's probably the only one you've missed since you're about six. <laughs> <laughs> Trying almost too many years. Uh, Yes. All right, buddy. Um, oh, oh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to you about UFC another day. But I've got a couple of questions for you because you're now. You're now. It's going to be. It's going to be a tight game. But I think the All Blacks will win by about five. I think. I think All Blacks have just got enough to win. Have just they? Enough. Where will we beat them yeah. with with speed? With, how will we beat them? I think they're going to get some some early points and just and just hold them off. And I think I think our backs are just just going to outbeat them. I think we're just going to beat them. Just. Who's going to be man of the match? Who's going to be man of the match? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it's going to be um, 
someone like a Geordie Barrett again. Yeah. Yeah, I think Geordie Barrett, I reckon he's going to have another good game. I reckon he should take and a penalty I, 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 from 60 metres and have the longest ever goal kicked at Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah, I think so. Hey, give him a go. If there is a long range, I reckon give it a crack. Yes, unleash the beast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mighty <laughs> Hurricanes, man. <laughs> well, McKenzie won't, do it. McKenzie won't be able to kick it if he's on the field, so you've got to give it to Geordie if there is a long range because we all want to take the penalties if they're on option. And yeah. That's how you're going to beat ring box on their game. Yep, give it you to know them. They'll take penalty goals. Give it to the man with a cannon in his leg. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Good on you, Zaid. Enjoy your weekend, champion. Thank you. Here yeah. he is. He is our life member, uh, young Zaid. Um, if you missed, um, we've got the All Black team coming up soon. Jeez, I hope. Keep refreshing your email page because they usually send it a few minutes early, Robbie. I'm not going to say what it is, but I just want to make sure we've got it for after the news at 12.30. The All Blacks 15 to take on the Brave Blossoms, guided by Jamie Joseph, Tony Brown. And I think I heard during the week Jamie Joseph stepping down after the World Cup uh, with Japan, which is interesting. So I'd imagine he'd have something else lined up. Uh, the All Blacks 15 is uh, Reuben Love, AJ Lamb, John and Nareki, Billy Proctor, Jack Goodhue, Stephen Perafeta, who I thought was special last week. God, he's actually his he's his speed is deceptive. Well, it's not deceptive; it's there for all to see. He's he's rapid. Uh, Brad Webber, co-captain. I still think he's an outside chance to make the World Cup myself. Peter Gus will be playing number eight. Billy Harmon, rightly so, gets a start. Wonderful player, Billy Harmon, and he'll also be co-captain alongside Brad Webber. Akira Yuani is in the sixth jersey. Locks will be Quinton Strange and Naitoa Akoi. Jermaine Ainsley, Aidan Ross will be the props. Uh, George Bell, the hooker. Tyrone Thompson, Ollie Norris, George Dyer is your front row impact players. Cameron Suafoa from the Blues, another good impact player, is, as is Christian Leo Willey, who will come off the bench and score a try. Falau Fokatava, Alex Nankerville, Sam Gilbert. Interesting, interesting thing out of this team. Aidan Ross, who is starting at prop, he's going to be in studio with me on Monday, having played on Saturday in Japan. And he flies in on Monday at 8 o'clock, and then he's got a connecting flight uh, early afternoon back home to Tauranga, and he's coming into the studio between that. How good's that? So we'll get a, a direct insight into... Um, into that Japanese tour and uh, being part of the All Blacks 15. Uh, 70 text messages have come in in the last 15 minutes. Uh, Dino in Dunedin, who's actually the president of the Rico Ioane fan club, it's his last chance for Rico. If he fires at 13, um, if he fires at 13, disturbing will be my big watch of him. I think there's probably a typo in there. And I'm trying to figure out what that means. If he last chance for Rico, if he fires at 13, not sure what the next word's supposed to be, Dino, but that's who he's going to be watching. Brody, DeGroote, Kane, DeGroote, Savia, Scott Barrett, Jacobson. Dino's picked Jacobson. I love Jacob. I'd love to see him have a crack too. Artie Savia, Sam Kane, Brody, Artie Sam Brody, Cody Taylor, Sam Kane, Artie Savia. So we're probably a minute away from finding out. Are you refreshing? Are you, and it's not there yet, Robbie. 
Now I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> I'm starting to get worried. Uh, but hopefully we'll just duck away for uh, two and a half minutes to bring you new sport and weather, and hopefully we will have um, the All Black team for you on the other side of that. Just a little bit of news that came across my... My desk just not very long ago, uh, sprinter Daniel Aitchison and long jumper Will Steadman both got silver at the evening session of the World Paralympic uh, Games. Um, Aitchison was the fastest qualifier, um, but she got silver. She broke the Oceania record, as did Will Steadman, who picked up silver yesterday in the 400? 200, one of those, uh, but he got second in the long jump as well, which is just brilliant. And uh, HSN, I think, is the next Kiwi to go, which will be, work out my times, 10 past 8 Friday night in the women's 200. And she she had a slow start in the 100 and nearly caught the winner. So maybe 200's right in her alley. Right, we'll have our break for new sport and weather. You're looking at me, Robbie, have you got it? Still hasn't got it. They're 30 seconds late bringing us the All Black team. Hopefully it's here after the news. Everyone cross your fingers and I'll have it for you after this. Straight in I come. No music, no stings. I've got the All Black team. Here it is. I'll go slowish so you can let it land on you. Props. Ethan DeGroot and Tyrell Lomax. Hooker. Cody Taylor. Locks. Brodie Retallick. Scott Barrett. Number six, Shannon Frizzell. Number seven, Sam Kane. Number eight, Ardi Savia. Backline, Aaron Smith. Richie Moonga. Geordie Barrett. Rico Ioani. Left wing, Mark Talia. Right wing, Will Jordan. Fullback, Bowden Barrett. On the bench, Tokiaho. Tamaiti Williams. He's got an asterisk next to his name, must be a debut. Uh, Nipo Laulala, that's your front row. Tupo Va'i, Dalton Papali'i, Finley Christie, Braden Enor, that's for you, Dean, and Caleb Clark is your 23. So just quickly again, DeGroot, Taylor Lomax, Retallick and Barrett, Frizzell, Kane, Savia, Smith, Moonga, Geordie Barrett, Rico Ioani, Mark Talia, Will Jordan, Bowden Barrett, and the bench, Tokiaho, Tamaiti Williams, Laulala, Va'i, Papali'i, Christie, Enor, and Clark. That is your all-black team to take on South Africa, 7 o'clock, <sighs> Saturday night, 0800-150-811. 0800-150-811. I want to hear your reactions about those. My initial reactions... Uh, obviously Sam Whitelock's not fit to play, otherwise I'd imagine he'd be fit to play. There's probably going to be a statement about those that aren't fit uh, coming soon. But no Sam Whitelock. Uh, DeGroot Taylor, Taylor wins the, the number two jersey to start. Um, Moanga wins the 10 jersey. Mark Talia's welcome back. Uh, Will Jordan gets a start on the right wing. And Caleb Clark was an interesting one for me in the reserves. He can really only play one position. But there's a lot of utilities in the starting side, and Brady Nenor can play a few positions as well. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Dean from Dunedin. G'day, Dino. Yes, yeah, Steve, I think it's, um, it's almost predictable, I guess. Like 
I don't get Bowden a fullback at all. I just don't understand why we've got a quality fullback in Will Jordan and we stick him on the right wing. Just, but that's our team, and I guess we've got to get in behind them. And it, the the word I was trying to get through that yeah, it is that predictive texting. It wasn't disturbing, but it could well be on Saturday. It's distributing. Ah, that's distributing. Yeah. So if Rico can get the ball out to those boys, like clearly Will Jordan is a quality winger. I don't dispute that at all. But he's just a better fullback. Mm. As for Caleb Clark being in the reserves, I've got no idea why that. That's one position he can cover. Yeah, that's that's the thing that surprised me. And I'm not I'm not poo pooing him, but he covers one position. It's not even that. Like, Stevenson can be picked, can't he? Is he actually in the squad now? Like Will Jordan's back, so I, I don't. I've never really been. 100% sure what the goings-on was with that, but they might have missed a golden opportunity to give the guy a crack. I th- he, was, he was in for cover for Mark Talia, actually. That's what he was in for cover for. And now Talia's starting. So I don't know what Sean Steve, or where he is or whether he's still in the team or not. Um, I'm just waiting for the follow-up press release. There will be, be a few explainers in there, I'd imagine, Dino. So as soon as that comes through to us, I'll send that through to you as well. You'd have to be pretty... For, pretty comfortable with the forward pack like you we're at least we're starting to look i mean i'm not the lone ranger in this either step but we've been harping on for four years now we just want some consistency so that i'm pleased for shannon like he bloody deserves it mm. so if he's our number six moving forward he's as physical as those south africans he'll eat croker smith mm. like that guy's the smallest number six i've ever seen South Africa put on the field so i don't i don't quite get that selection at all when peter whatever his name is, is in the reserves. Like he is world class. So their team's by no means their strongest one. I think they might roll that out now in South Africa at home before the World Cup, like the last hit out. You want to go to that, to the World Cup with a victory. But I'm not, I'm not saying that'll work. Like I think we're, it's all, for me, the back line to work, it's all on Rico's distribution skills. Like everything else he's got is unbelievable. Mm. Perfect left winger. But... If he can pass the ball and set those back three away, yep, fabulous. But Bowden at fullback, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, attacking wise, great, but defence, no. Wait till that Fiji for Australia's running at him. Mm. He won't be, and I don't want him to be because he'd be an A and E. All right, Tino, we've got lots of calls. Thanks for yours, though, buddy. Brilliant. Uh, let's go to Simon and Hamilton. G'day, Simon. G'day, Mark. How are you this afternoon? Very well. I think sort of semi-predictable, a lot of it, but, I mean, um, I hope the uh, all-black coach in waiting hasn't destroyed our um, one of our best um, players or most capped, about to be most capped player um, by playing him in a, a final of the Super Rugby. Hopefully, uh, listening to Ryan, he was going to be playing this week, so it'll be interesting. Hopefully nothing's happened to him in, in training, but, uh, yeah, Big one for me is uh, Whitelock not being there, and also um, how, how do they pick Clark being a one-person, a one-position player? It seems ridiculous. It does. Uh, that, that's the one that mystifies me. And if, and it's a left wing as well. It's not. It's not both wings. One, one, one wing. Yeah, he doesn't cover both sides. So, mm. uh, and and I, and I personally, I think Brody's lucky to be there, really, but. They, uh, well, they always say he's had something over the all-black coach for a long time, so who knows? Mm. All right. Good on you, buddy. Good chatting. Take it easy. Uh, Darren and Aussie, we go to. G'day, Darren.
Have I got you now? Or are you just? Yep. Yep, got you How now. Are you, Good, buddy. Um, Will Jordan on the wing just 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 really infuriates me. He's probably the best fullback we've seen since Ben Smith. I just I don't like I don't like how they're playing guys out of position. Um, thought Bowden Barrett was good last week. He is class. Don't get me wrong. But I want to see Will Jordan at fullback all day. Yeah, we do. Uh, not just you. We all do. Um, yeah. And I'm just wondering, um, looking at that bench makeup, um, there's no fullback on the bench. Maybe he'll get a get a crack there. Maybe. I, oh, you'd think so. Um, on the flip side, mate, mouth watering. Malcolm Marks versus Takiyaho. I know the price of admission. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about sixty, sixty-five minutes when Summer Sony comes on. Malcolm Marks would have been on for. Or I reckon Malcolm Marks will start the second half. That's what I think they'll do. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him do that a few times, and it's not a bad theory, but I remember hearing Mike Cron say he doesn't like putting front rowers out without a bit of a warm-up. Um, mm. So that's why they never sub them at half-time unless they have to, So, which I think makes sense from an injury point of view. But uh, I think seeing Tamidi Williams come out... Whew, <laughs> oh, the ground I never thought I'd rumble. say this about front rowers, mate. Yeah. What's, going, what's going on? Yeah, looking forward to the front rowers. What about the glory boys? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, okay, yeah. Darren, I'll be thinking of you with your setup in your man cave. Um, will you let your wife in to watch it with you? No, no. no. <laughs> oh, actually, no, no. My daughter's having a 19th birthday in my man cave, so I've been... I've been pushed to the in front of the fire in the house, so the wife will be with me. Yes. Oh yes. wow, that'll be interesting. Sorry. All right, enjoy it, buddy. So I have to have to behave. Cheers, yeah, mate. Cheers, mate. Take it easy, uh, Matt from Taranaki. G'day, Matt. G'day, Steve. How are you? Brilliant. Yeah, um, I can't bloody remember what you said for that team now, but was Sam Kane not in? Is Dalton on the open side? No, Dalton on the bench. Sam Kane starting. I did too, and I'm waiting for the follow-up press release, which still hasn't come in yet, that maybe he's got a tweak. I just think, okay, if he's not in the 15, surely he's a better option in Jersey 23, and I'm not poo-pooing it. I keep saying it, Caleb Clark, but he's he's a wing. Um, yeah. So, you know, if yeah. if the fullback, if Bowden Barrett gets injured, I guess Caleb Clark goes on to the wing and Will Jordan drops back. Um Probably their only option, but yeah, I th- he's a more versatile reserve than Caleb Clark is. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And Sam Whitelock, is he still carrying injury or what's to go there? Yeah, um, we've just had the press release and there's nothing on there about injuries, Robbie. No, there's nothing there about injuries. Maybe that's yet to come. So I'd imagine Sam Whitelock is still, um, it's an R. Kelly, so you don't want to. You don't. It's, yeah. it's not like a little hematoma or a big hematoma in the leg where you can play through that. You don't play through an Achilles, so I'd say he's not quite right. Yeah, OK. Mm. Uh, otherwise, interesting team. Um, good to see how they go. I um, I like Bodie at fullback. I just think the experience. I know all the talk about Will Jordan. He is brilliant. He's the next best thing. Um, at least he's on the park. Uh, he'll probably cover fullback with the pitch that I've named, so... Mm. We might see him in 15 for a bit of this game, but it's a, it's a uh, safe bet at for mine. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. That's Matt out of Taranaki, 0800 Interested in your thoughts on this first all-black team. We'll take a break. We'll come back with your calls and your texts after this. Uh, back to the phones we go. Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. 
Yeah, get a spat. Well, we obviously know what they're going to do. They're going to try to run the football. I mean, they got Barrett at fullback, and they got they changed two wingers, haven't they? You know, they got Will Jordan and Talia, um, and uh, a couple of changes uh, in the in the forward pack. You know, Retallick's coming, isn't he? Um, you know, we don't. Whitelock needs to be. He, he probably only has to play one more test because we know what he can do, and he needs to get that Achilles right for the World Cup. I mean, these tests. I mean, I know they're all back test staff, but when they say they're meaningless, when it comes to the World Cup, you need your best players. And we can leave him out for the next two tests, just give him one one test before the World Cup, and he'll still be okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just need to get him, him, him 100%, but not 50%, you know? Um, and I think we, we're going to run the ball, obviously. Uh, with Bowden Bowd again at fullback, I mean... I thought Will Jordan might have gone there, but um, obviously they they see Will Jordan as a winner. Mm. What do you think, Stan? I definitely think uh, Ian Foster and co see Will Jordan as a winger. I do. Uh, whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing, he's still a fantastic player, still a fantastic winger. He is a fantastic winger. We've had a few texts saying that they think that Bodie will go to first five, Richie Monger will come off, Caleb Clark will go left wing and Mark Talia will go right. That's that's We've had more than three texts saying that's what they think they're looking at doing. And Caleb Clark against the tiring defence will be quite impressive. But the only thing is, that's if there's no injuries. That's what they'll do. Yeah, well, the thing too, Staff, with Mawanga, no, no disrespect to Damien McKenzie because he played quite well, but um, his goal kicking, he missed a couple that he probably should have got that. Mwanga probably would have got, you know. I mean, I know it's hard. It's not easy to kick goals because I've been there, done that. But, it's, um, you know, and, 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 and against uh, Argentina when, when, you know, they were up, it, it didn't matter too much. But it's going to be vital on Saturday night against these big box that, that'll be running around, um, you know, peppering us and everything. And there won't be too much in it. So all that, if you've got a real good goal kicker at 85 between, say, 80, 80, 80 85, 90%, um, you know, that can win you games, the tight games, you know. Mm. And I'm not saying Dame McKinney got that because he is right up there, but he did miss a couple that I thought he may, he, he would have got, you know, um, normally. Maybe the win was a, a factor as well. But, um, yeah, all in all, um, not bad. We'll just see how we go. I think we've just got to run the ball wide. we just got to get, you know, get these big fellas, get them running because we're fitter than them. Yes. We're fitter than them and, and and just get them running and, and we need that physicality that, you know, from the start like they did against Argentina. Yep. And they should be right. Yep. Good on you, buddy. Have a good one. Um, go the turbos. Go the mighty turbos. Go the turbos. We'll take a quick break. Got a stack of text messages. I'm going to get through as many as I can after this break. Now, I always try and pride myself to read every text that you send to the show. I'm telling you now, I won't be able to do it because there's just so many, but let's get through as many as I can. From Jared, you can't tell me McKenzie isn't in the best 23 in the country. Clark on the bench, oh dear. Jared. New Zealand 15 co-captains could be the changes in the World Cup squad for Christy and Frizzell or Fina. Also, Stevenson for Clark. Distributing staff. Need to start proofreading. Oh, that's from Dino. Ken, Staffy, good team. Caleb, a bit of insurance for Jordan, I'd say, and he's played 13 before. Obviously, a bit of this and that with travel and niggles and giving a couple of guys a chance. That's from Ken. Uh, Braden Enor will be the cover for centre, I'd imagine. Bowden at fullback, what a shocker. 
He will start running sideways when pressure goes on him, like a chicken without a head. I think Bowden's better than that, personally. Kia ora, Staffy. The Springboks are $3.10 here in Australia. Looks like a good bet now. Cheers, broke. Grant in Melbourne. G'day, Grant. Good to have you tuning in, mate. Clark in the reserves probably means Jordan will go to fullback at some stage, perhaps, or they are worried about him getting a head knock, so they have a specialist winger on the bench pertinent points. They've gone with size over skill to match the box from another texter. Staffy not looking good without Whitelock. Not sure on that bench either. Papali'i is going to need to keep it tight in that final quarter or the box will smash us around the rucks. I think Narawa would be better than Clark on the bench. That's from Jeremy. Uh, great game last week, last week D-Mac. You can sit this one round this weekend against tough opposition. That's from Lee. Cheers Lee. No 12 cover. Clark, not a good bench choice. Again, I think Enor could play 12, but that's about it. Uh, looks to me as Richie will come off Bodie to first five, Will to fullback, Talia right wing, Clark onto the left. We had a few of that vein. Clark's been training on the right wing and at 13. He'd be amazing at centre, I think, from Craig. Hey, Staffy, the Clark situation will be because he goes on 11 for Talia. Or move Talia to 14 and Jordan off, or even taking Bodie off and Talia to 14, Jordan to 15. That seems to be everyone's thought patterns. Uh, Chris says, only in New Zealand do people think Bowden is not good enough. I'm not one of them. I think Bowden's good enough. Uh, Brad just threw up in his mouth a little bit at that back line. <laughs> What's with this fascination with Clark? He offers nothing off the bench. I think it's someone bringing up that it's cover for Will Jordan if he doesn't get through because the next text, Carl, says uh, Clark is cover for Jordan. Staffy, interesting team. couple of things leap off the page to me. Lester Fianuku, is he still unavailable? As always, sad to see no Stevenson and wacky backs for the bench. Do they want them to finish with Clark out there in 11 and Jordan at fullback, Barrett at 10 and Enor in the centres? I don't know. Great to see Tamaiti Williams in the air. Let's not forget new cap Tamaiti Williams. Staffy, I'll get to that one later. Uh, Damien should have been there instead of Clark unless he's injured. What's the point of carrying a specialist swing on the bench? It's absolutely ridiculous. That's from Mori. And the last one for now, Foster confirms again why he won't be in the job next year. Whew. And we've got our two winners. We'll announce those after the news and we'll have a look into the Black Ferns uh, media release as well. All that to come. Right, uh, some more text messages. Um, Enor covers all the backs from 12 out. Yes, he does. He's a wonderful player, Braden. I thought he was going to be a gunner. Like, he was gunner, 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 gunner. Um, but he's had a really good year this year. Had a really good season. Jordan is on the wing and not at fullback to defuse the bomb threat. He'll be running at fullback against the Aussies. I wonder if Whanganuku being unavailable had any bearing in the makeup of the back three. That's Steve from Hawke's Bay. We've got some astute rugby people out there. Steve from Hawke's Bay. Still waiting for some clarification on some of them. That will come. Um, the only inkling I've had is Sam Whitelock's not... 100% over the Achilles. Indications he's about 90, not worth the risk, even though Jason Ryan earlier in the week said he had expected that he'd be okay. Staffy, I can't figure out the Clark bench thing. Does the press release give us any details? Not yet. Uh, good spot for McLeod or Stevenson or McKenzie or anyone who can cover another position. Would have been more made more sense to bolster the forwards like the box have and have Jacobson there. 
Also, when the All Blacks named the squad, they listed Bowden Barrett as the first five. That seems to have changed. That's cheers from TJ. Barrett at fullback, why? Riley, Bott and Foster, all better opinions. Riley Bott. Don't know who Riley Bott is. Ryan, yeah. Riley's probably supposed to be right. Anyway. Um, G'day, Staffanator. Looks like the team naming has moved the needle on South African odds at the TAB. It's now $2.80. I noticed that. Yes. That early money was huge. Hi, Staff. No, Damien is absurd. Caleb Clark can't jump. He's without doubt the worst high ball winger of the starting wingers in New Zealand Super Rugby. The South Africans will be praying he gets on. And Nepo is another joke bloke. Was oh, The bloke was done in 2019, Foster proving time and again he might be a decent coach but cannot select to save himself from John. Don't forget the positives. Tamaiti Williams, positive. Geordie and Rico getting another game together, positive. Positive, positive. Um, I'll keep getting to your text, but right now, uh, Rubinho went to the press conference held by the Black Ferns head coach and new captain, Maya Roos, uh, joined in on the Zoom. We're going to hear a few clips from this. Uh, Maya Roos, she uh, phoned her mum to tell her that she'd just been named captain. She was asked how special that phone call was. It was really special. Um, this is a really huge honour and obviously it means a lot to my family and so to be able to capture that moment on video telling my mum is really special and yeah I I think I'll treasure that moment for a very long time. And so you should too Maya um, and also she now finds out and she knows that she's going to go past the great Dame Farah Palmer becoming the youngest captain of the Black Ferns of all time. What sort of milestone does that mean to you? That's crazy yeah. Um, Farah Palmer, she's a legend of the game internationally and um, we play in the Farah Palmer Cup every year and so to be able to, I don't know, be a name alongside big name like hers is crazy. Yeah, it's real crazy to me. It's crazy, but it should be celebrated. Also, Maya um, was asked what the achievement means uh, to her and to her community. This jersey holds a lot of mana and it's the most prestigious women's rugby team in the world and so to be able to represent my community of GI in East Auckland and my school Tomkey College, my club college rifles, my region of Auckland right now as a 21 year old is really special. Um, I'm still really closely connected to all of those um, groups and yeah I think it make I hope to make them proud by this achievement but even without saying the title of captain I think that just playing in this jersey I try to play for them every week and so this is just a little add on top of that. And she was asked for her initial thoughts on captaincy and whether whether she has a certain leadership style that she'll try and implement. I don't really see myself as a captain but I guess I'll trust in what Bunce is saying and just lead how I lead, play how I play and hopefully that's an example to those around me. I just go hard eh? I just try to play have fun and I don't know if that's inspiring to anyone but if it is that's what I've got to offer and the bunts she mentions is Alan Bunting and he was asked why he gave the nod to Maya to be skipper this week oh it's just um well I've been with the Black Ferns through the World Cup and now and um you know all you got to do is sort of be alongside her and watch how she goes about her day and everything she does is to prepare um to be the best and you know, to witness that's pretty special, especially for the other players in the team. And the other thing is she's a, you know, an awesome human and 
always looking to help others out and do what's right for the team. And so, yeah, it's, you know, for, for us, uh, all the confidence of Maya to keep doing what she's doing, really nothing really changes. And she does, you know, speak up when she's got something to say. I mean, she does have something to say. People listen. So I uh, just wanted to go out there and enjoy the moment. There's just real passion and drive. You know, Maya's on her own. You know, whatever purpose she's um, driving towards and we're trying to inspire is pretty special. And um, I remember coming down um, to get a bit of a late night snack and she was in the dining room by herself studying opposition lineups and listening to all their calls. And, you know, it's just that extra bit of stuff. Um, and, you know, I, Maya, we had a, a training session today, last training session, and she's playing, she's training like she's playing a test match. Um, so, you know, it's just all the actions and behaviours and, and she's an awesome human being. You know, she really cares about her teammates and cares about this team and always looking to help others and everything she does is pretty inspiring. A large number of changes in Alan Bunting's team. He was asked uh, if it was always the plan to make this many changes and also what does uh, the new number 10, Rosie Kelly, what, what's different between her and Ruhe Demand? Yeah, well, I, this is, we're two and a half years away from World Cup and and we want to build some depth, so it's an, you know, it's an awesome opportunity now to give that test match experience for a lot of our new black friends and a couple of debuts. And yeah, well, Rosie's been going really well. She's had a bit of game time now and uh, one of our game drivers, and now it's a chance for her to go and, and lead, lead the team through and, and in her own way too. And of course, a couple of debutants, he was asked to comment on them. Yeah, Esther and, and Grace, it's, um, you know, they're new black friends and They've been in our environment now for a, for a few camps now, and um, as part of our Tahuhu group, they've been really supporting the people that have been playing and, and still le- uh, learning and, and developing in their positions. But now it's time to set them, set them loose and um, let them get out on their field. And, and there's no pressure on them. It's you know it's a chance for them to go and show what they've learned. There's no expectations for perfection. Just go out there and, and do it your best, and I'm sure we'll see that. And 11 changes from last week, but uh, also asked of Alan Bunting, commenting on there's obviously still confidence in the side and then that they can beat the USA. Yeah, we have faith in all our squad, all 30, 30 of our players, and you know, all, the, all our players have been working hard, been together now for you know, over a month and learning and growing, and, and everyone's been supporting everyone that's on the field. And um, you know, it's, yeah, it's time now to meet some of our new um, Black Friends take some leadership roles and, and drive our team around the field. Um, and of course the USA, they've had uh, a couple of tough weeks of course so Alan was, he was asked about how much um, the USA are going to be a challenge for them. Oh we've got um, you know, a lot of respect for every team that we play and I, you know, after a couple of tough weeks for them, I know they're going to be coming out here and that's you know, a chance for them to um, probably redeem themselves a little bit and we know they're going to throw everything at us and we certainly prepared for that. And the last thing uh, I wanted to bring to you is Grace Brooker. She's been reintroduced in the 12 jersey because Sylvia Brunt has been exceptional. Uh, Grace Brooker had a long-term injury, but she's made her way back into the Black Ferns. Exciting player in her own right. Uh, Mr Bunting on Grace Brooker. Yeah, she's pretty excited and um, she's been working through a, you know, a couple of little injuries and um, now she's feeling a lot better and um, she's she's been awesome off, off the field and helping the, the team prepare for the last two tests and uh, I know she's really looking forward to this weekend. Yes, and I'm looking forward to seeing um, Grace back out in the black jersey as well, just an absolute athlete. It was interesting, she used to work 
for and she maybe she still does as part of the activations team for the Crusaders and um, used to bump into her from time to time and I never knew she played for Canterbury. She was just this quite quiet and shy um, young woman and then I happened to see her playing for Canterbury and she was a monster on the field and I've become a bit of a fan of hers. Um, so wish them well. The team is Tanika Will- uh, Willison, Kelsey Tanetti, Amy Duplessis. Wow, what a player she is. Grace Brooker, Grace Steinmetz, Rosie Kelly in the 10 jersey, Iratana Hohaya, Liana Makali Tu'u, uh, Kendra Reynolds, Lucy Jenkins, new captain Maya Kawanakolani Roos, Jonah Ngangwu, Amy Rule, Grace Gago, uh, Esther Fayonga Tilo, reserves of Georgia Ponsonby, Pip Love, Tanya Kolonavale, Chelsea Bremner, Kennedy Simon, and Arihana Marino Tohinu, Ruahe Demant, and Rene Holmes. And they are playing the USA, and they will pump them, I think. I think they will. Uh, some more text messages. Actually, actually, Robbie, um, you did a draw uh, while I was playing out those uh, cuts from the press conference for our two double pass winners. Have you been in touch with them? I've been in touch with them. You've been in touch? Jeez, you're, a, you're oh. an express machine. Were they happy Thank to you. win double passes to the Warriors? Yeah, very happy to win double passes. Uh, so, yeah, been Who in touch with our two winners. It was uh, Stephen and Daryl, a backs and a forwards winner, respectively. Stephen and Daryl. Do you know if they're from Auckland or where they're from? Uh, I know Stephen's from Taranaki. Not sure about Daryl. Okay. Well done to you two, and thank you for all of your entries. Um, just wondering if I should read those teams for people that maybe have just... Do you want to do that now, Robbie? Do you want to do your Wimbledon rap now? Play the music. Thought we may as well, Steph. We got a. Let's go. We got we got a chat um, after the break. Mm. We got a lot planned, so let's just do it. We'll do it very quick. We'll we'll keep it quick today. Keep it quick. Um, but there are a couple results that I couldn't go through the whole show without bringing to you at some <laughs> point, especially because we're gonna go we're gonna go TAB hunting about one thirty. So we're gonna. Have some. Uh, we're going to look into the odds there and stuff. So we got to know what happened overnight. Uh, big quarterfinal matchups. First of all, in the men's draw, Daniel Medvedev took on uh, Chris Eubanks of the states, and it was it was a big match. I um I did actually uh, tip someone out to you. Um, not on air. Would have found the audio if it was on air. But <laughs> it was a uh, I think it was a boosted option, and it was Medvedev or Alcaraz to win. Three sets to two. Yes, you did mention um, that to and me. And so that was paying three twenty. Uh, Medvedev won in five sets: six four, one six, four six, then a seven six and a tie break, and then he won the fifth one six one. So that was a big match. Wow. But, um, so so yeah. he he unlocked Alcaraz. Well, no, he didn't play Alcaraz. Oh, he played Eubanks. Oh, Eubanks. But Sorry. he's he's unlocked. Alcaraz in the next round, I think they're taking on each other as I scroll down my screen. Uh, they are indeed. Alcaraz taking on Medvedev, who, um, yeah, Alcaraz beat Holger Rune of Denmark in three sets, 7-6-6, 4-6-4. Woman's side of the draw, Arena Sabalenka continues to breeze through the opposition. She's flying, isn't she? She is flying through the tournament. Uh, Madison Keys, who has done really well, uh, 6-2, 6-4 win for her. And Staff, this is going to shock you. Ons Jabur has taken down Elena Rabakina in three sets. Uh, Are you sure? I'm I'm very sure about this result. I I double checked and triple checked. But Rabakina is going to win. 
I don't think so anymore. Maybe it's next year. She's maybe, maybe it is. Maybe you had your um, facts wrong. Uh, but yeah, a 7 6 tiebreak in favour of Rabakano before Onstra Burr won the second 6 4 and the third 6 1. So I reckon it's a respiratory problem again. To, to, to win the first set, be close in the second, yep. and to get blown out. Because I think it was in the French she retired because of respiratory problems. It's got to be an investigation. There has to be. Right, we'll, we'll look further into that and just very quickly. Uh, Michael Venus did unfortunately bow out in the quarterfinals um, ah. with Jamie Murray going down to Tim Putz and uh, Kevin Krawietz. Uh Two semifinals, Alcaraz taking on Medvedev and Sinner taking on Djokovic. That'll be tomorrow night. And tonight you have the women's semifinals, Svitolina versus Vondrusova in one semifinal. And the other one, which you think should be a final, Jabir taking on Sabalenka mm. in the other semi-final. So one of those two, Svitolina Vondrasova, will get through to the final, which is a crazy result for one of them, and we'll see if they can go all the way. That would be even crazier. We will see. Right, uh, we will take a quick break. On the other side, we have our Love Racing update. We've got a new commentator has hit our screens. Our regular watchers of Trackside have probably seen the voice. We're going to meet the man. His name's Dan Fogarty. Um, he's been through the cadetship with Trackside. He's now going to be a race caller, a full-time race caller, something he's wanted to be for his whole life. He'll join us straight after this break. Oh, one of the many benefits of having Robbie uh, produced with me the last couple of weeks is he, he plays Kaylee Bell music. And I try and get Sammy to do it maybe once a week, but we've had a lot of Kaylee Bell. What a talent she is. Uh, TAB update time, and Robbie sent me through the technology from the producer's desk into the hosts. They're saying, staff of the TAB update, I've got something for you. What have you got for me, Robbie? I do have something for you, Steph. Um, now... We know the All Blacks team's been named. It has been named. Uh, and you've been looking at the at the point start. I have. F- for the game. All week. And uh, I've, I've cut some audio of what you've said. Uh, during Tuesday, the week. Yeah, during the week. So here's, here's what you said on Tuesday. The All Blacks game I wanted to ask you about, the point start of 10.5 for South Africa, I really, really can't see that lasting. That was Tuesday. Okay. And this is Wednesday. I just want to have a look what's happened to that point start. It was 10, nine and a half. So it's gone from 10 and a half to nine and a half. I won't be surprised if it goes eight, and I won't be alarmed if it goes seven. Wow. That is what you've said. Now, what's it at? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 20 years of bookmaker. Seven and a half, and I tell you what. New Zealand minus seven and a half, one ninety. South Africa plus seven and a half is one eighty two. I'm going to go out and say it's going to go six. <laughs> it's going to go six. So if you were astute and you took the ten and a half, South Africa plus ten and a half, um, when it goes six later today or tomorrow, you can probably take New Zealand minus six, and then you've got the six to ten window, and you can win both. It's called hedging professional hedging. Wow, that has come in a bucket load. That has come in a bucket load. That's that's a decent move, folks, um, because South Africa were at about 3, I'm going to say 340, 350 on Monday or Tuesday, um, and they're now 280. That's got another turn left in it. All Blacks are 142. I could see it being 270 before too long. That's South African, so what a side it is and what a bench it is. Um, so I'm just waiting for the TAB to put in the try scoring options, which 
aren't there yet, but when they do, I'm going to make myself a little same game multi to rattle the bank manager's doors. Um, and I'll let you know what it is once those teams are in there. Um, so that's where it's at at the moment. Uh, All Blacks 12 and under 260, All Blacks 13 and over 260. I don't think they're equal chance of happening. Um, South Africa 1 to 12, $4. South Africa 13 plus 750. Brave enough to take that? 750. Wow. That's a very good South African side. A very, very good South African side. And I think. Um, if you went through like a bookmaking thing I used to do, you just go man on man, one versus one, or one versus three, three versus one, two versus two, locks, blah, 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 and see who wins the one-on-one battle. I haven't done it yet. But even without doing it for the bench, I think South Africa have got a stronger bench than the All Blacks. Um, That's my head, not my heart. I want our bench to be better. I definitely want our bench to be better. I definitely want us to win in Penrose on Saturday night, but this is a colossal match. First time South Africa have been here for four years. Don't have Eden Park on our side, the fortress that it is. South African, those front liners have been here for a week or more. We've just come back from Argentina. Few of our key players, Richie Maunga, classy as he is, hasn't had a game. Well, he came off the bench, but... Hasn't had a meaningful 80 minutes for, what is it now, a month? Hmm, interesting. A quick flick over and have a quick look at Wimbledon, if we can. Uh, Robbie mentioned them before. The match is uh, Alcaraz Medvedev. Alcaraz 136, Medvedev $3. Alcaraz, Robbie, wins that one against Medvedev? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Okay, and a tough one, you take the underdog. Medvedev, $3. Sinner, $5. Djokovic, $1.16. Djokovic all day. Oh, yeah, I probably agree. Um, Svitolina, Vondorosa. Svitolina, $2. Vondorosa, $1.70. On Joubert against Arinya Sabalenka. Sabalenka's been a machine this tournament. I mean, if we just go back a slight, but I'm very surprised Svitolina's the underdog there in that other semi. Okay. Two dollars, two dollars five. I'd get on. Okay, I'm gonna. That's been clicked. Jabir uh, Sabalenka, um, and then we got the doubles. Uh, the Puerts double combination are the favourite in one side, and the other favourite is the Skupaki Kulhoff combination as well. Um, oh, oh, we've got a phone call, Robbie. Did you? Is that what that little sign is? We've got John from Auckland on the line. Hello, John. Yeah, good day, good day, Steph. Those are really good odds, mate. I was looking at that at the beginning of the week, thinking, "Oh, should I put a cheeky twenty bucks on the on on the staffers? But I uh, I couldn't bring myself to do that, mate. Like, I could never bet against the All Blacks. It's called a happy bet, though. You. It's called a happy bet. You put it on the South Africans if they win, you win money. If the All Blacks win, yeah. you're happy. Oh, to me, it's blood money, mate. You can't you can't uh, bet against your country. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. But um, but just quickly on on the side that they've brought out, um, really like it actually. I really like that Tillier's in there, and also um, Will Jordan. Um, really good balanced squad. You talked about the bench for the Springboks. Yeah, they probably do have the better bench, but we've probably bit, got the better backline. We've probably got the faster. Um, delivery in terms of our halves, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of our forward pack trying to get that ascendancy, I really like our forward pack. 
I think um, Tyrell Lomax is probably the best tight head in the world. Big call, big call. But he's showcasing that at the moment. And Ethan DeRue is just, you know, this will be a massive test for him, but he really looks the goods, mate. He reminds me of, of like a, a hybrid version of Tony Woodcock and Kyle Heyman. Yeah, and if you're a front if you're a front rower in international rugby, the test, the test is South Africa. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you you know, like the South African props are props. That's all they are. You know, and our props tend to be a little bit leaner. Yep. A little bit fitter. So I'm looking at our at our team thinking, well, we're gonna try and run them around the park. So we're gonna have to try and get ascendancy in that line out. Looks like it's a best not gonna be there. Um, but then they've got a two metre seven lock in Sneeman, who's probably the tallest man in an international bloody rugby mate. Mm. So we're just going to have to wait and see. But I'm I'm pretty confident of our chances, Steffi. Yep, yep. Uh, look, it, it's a, it's a test match that I've looked forward to for a long, long time. Having South Africa back in our country after four years, this is. Oh, look, it's compulsory viewing. I cannot wait, John. You enjoy your weekend as I'm sure you will. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. Um, and those odds, actually, someone's texted through. Steve texted through and said South Africa were 370 at the start of the week. So they've dropped a buck. That is a lot. All those odds are on tab.co.nz or download the TAB app today. We'll find out what's making news after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? Let's find out, shall we? Can't wait. Let's find out. A vacationing teenager with a metal detector came to the rescue when a dropped ring nearly foiled a proposal on a South Carolina beach. So the uh, yeah, police department said a Tennessee man flagged down officers explained that he'd been preparing to propose to his girlfriend when he realised the ring had been dropped somewhere in the sand. Now, uh, police, including a canine named Goggles, uh, set about searching for the ring and soon received an offer of help from a 15-year-old who was visiting the beach from Ohio. So he'd, he'd brought his metal detector for some beach treasure hunting, as you do, mm-hmm. um, and he was able to locate the ring in under a minute. So that's a big save there. He, he um, He's come out and said he only wants one reward from the couple if they have a son, name it after me. <laughs> <laughs> I so, like that. Yeah. Good good save from him there. Uh, and a second one, this... Um, Oh, I, I don't feel good reading this story. Um, when I first read it, and I feel even worse reading it to you now, Steph. I, I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Um, it's an unusual Burger King menu item right. that I've found, offered in Thailand, and it's going around viral online. Um, I've been to Thailand and had Burger King. Okay, right. Well, um, as it does say, it's new, okay. so you probably didn't have it, but... The real cheeseburger features 20 slices of American cheese. Oof. No meat. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I mean, the reason I don't feel, I don't, I don't like cheese. Oh, okay. So I that's, love so that's my big thing about it. So it's like, yeah, I. It's like a block of cheese between two buns. Oh, 
I don't get it, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Someone explain. Um, yeah, it lo- launched Monday, Burger King locations across Thailand. Um, and the fast food chain even had to take to social media to explain, this is no joke, this is for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it, it sells for 310 apparently, far less than the 1090 price tag for a more traditional cheeseburger with beef included. Um, and... It's it's gone it's gone pretty crazy online. Um, at least one Burger King location in Bangkok had to suspend delivery orders uh, to ensure there was enough stock for in-store customers. <laughs> people so people are loving this thing. Um, yeah, one of the one of the customers. The meat in Thailand isn't great, right? So maybe maybe they that's have it. now butchers are just going to um, throttle me here. But is there such thing as wet meat and dry meat? You know how we hang our yeah. steak and it dries. They don't, and it's very yuck right um so if you're going to have a steak in thailand you go to a these australian steakhouses and they import their meat from australia and new zealand these tip for right. travel. okay if i ever go to thailand i will clip that audio and <laughs> play it to myself as a reminder um ontario woman yes ontario 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 okay right the first time uh unusual collection and a Guinness World Record. Yes. Uh, when the organisation confirmed she owns 1,618 different packaged toothbrushes. <laughs> I don't even don't even know how you'd start. Um, but the next point actually does say how she started. Apparently it began when she was 12 years old, uh, found an unusual toothbrush with a built-in floss dispenser. Ooh. And just thought it was interesting. It is. Um, and, yeah, I mean... I feel, I feel, this might sound weird, but I feel like it would actually make more sense as like a weird thing if they were used toothbrushes, just because I feel like they're easier to keep. <laughs> like, I don't know, I like the unused, like considering they're packaged, like why not use them? Because then they're not packaged. Yeah. It's a bit like stamp collectors. I used to collect, get this, when I was a little kid, I used to collect two things, pens, right. ballpoint pens that had logos and company names on them, and matches. Because people used to bring out promotional matches and the little book matches and boxer matches and you'd get Europa ones and hotels would have their own matches and stuff like that. I used to collect those. Right. Weird, eh? That is, yeah, it is a tiny bit weird. And now I look kind of weird for saying to people to collect used toothbrushes, but I, I don't recommend that. Let's uh, let's put that on the record. Um, and oh, one more story or just a fact? What do you think? Just How are we fact. looking for time? We'll finish off with just a fact. Um, now... In a general sense, if you if you make an edit to something, you're said to have what? Corrected it. Changed like, use it. Use the actual word. Edited it. Correct. Right. Now, if we deep dive, <laughs> if we deep dive into those two words, you actually just say edit twice. Edited it. You do. Edit edit. <laughs> exactly. Edited it. Very interesting. Oh, that's a fact I like. Thank you. That resonates. With me. Interestingly, no, I'll save that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Righto. Um, I found some intel. Okay, here's what's the story about a few of the players that haven't been picked. Whitelock was available and could have played, but they have taken upon themselves to just give him this week off, I guess, just an extra week to recover from the Achilles. <clears throat> um, from what I can tell, Damian McKenzie, no injury, just simply not picked. Uh, Amoni Narawa um, wasn't considered because of a back complaint that he picked up in that game against Argentina. Uh, Fletcher Newell obviously out with a broken hand and Leicester firing a Nuku still out with a calf niggle as well, but not far away. 
and they mentioned the reason that Tamaiti Williams, or one of the reasons Tamaiti Williams has been picked to make his debut off the bench is he can play both sides of the scrum. And they didn't say it, but I think partly because of his size as well, with the size of the South Africans. Um, and he's very mobile, 140 kilos, but very, very mobile. Good hands, good feet. Um, I think overall, we can talk about who should be 10, who should be 15, Bowden this, Moanga that. Um, it's a bloody good team and they're wearing our black jerseys and our silver ferns and we will get right behind them on Saturday night that is for sure it promises to be a colossal test match we'll take our new sport and weather now and on the other side Tony Johnson from Sky Sport perfect time to talk to TJ he'll run his eye over the team with us just gone two o'clock team we're not far away in fact he's here now joining us Sky Sports voice of rugby the great man Tony Johnson two o'clock every Thursday TJ what a day all black naming day yeah hiya Staffy um, interesting selection probably all round a stronger team I, I, I'm a bit surprised that uh, they haven't picked Sam Whitelock but they've given some reasons for that um, but yeah it all shapes up Springboks clearly they've targeted this um, bonus uh, with a sort of a, a first and a half string or a semi-second string team just dealing to the Aussies last week. So that, they'll be in a good spot. It, it's all shaping up very nicely for the resumption of this uh, the best rivalry in rugby. Oh, it is. Four years since they've been here too, TJ. Um, we played them twice in South Africa last year, but uh, the talking points that have come from our listeners today, TJ, um, some raised eyebrows, not uh, a few concerns. Bowden Barrett retains the 15 jersey. Will Jordan gets back on the park. I feel like most of New Zealand wanted to see him have a crack in the 15 jersey, but Ian Foster clearly sees him as a wing. Um, well, I think more to the point, he, they clearly see Bowden Barrett as a, as a fullback, and I think this was flagged right at the beginning of the year. Uh, they, they like having... Um, to be able, or players that can switch roles. So, you know, they like having the, the, the dual first receivers. They, they think that Barrett reads the play uh, nicely at the back and probably offers more to the team from the backfield. And that means Will Jordan goes to the wing. Now, I, I think we all know that uh, fullback is where Will Jordan's best position is. Uh, and hopefully he will get an opportunity at some point to play you know, in this rugby championship or in one of the British Low Cup tests at fullback, for, but for the moment, I think they're really betting in this a, a system, an attacking system that you'd have to say worked pretty well last week against the Pumas. Uh, Richie Moonga wins the 10 jersey as well. I mean, people um, are quite surprised that Damien McKenzie did little wrong for the last 79 minutes of the test match last week. Um, do you just feel, is it a tactical thing? What is it? Oh, well, I still think they see Richie Moong as their, as their first choice at number 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the incumbent there. I think they'll be thrilled with what they got from Damien McKenzie, apart from that rather ropey start to the game where they sort of almost fluffed their lines uh, in, in the first minute and coughed up a try. Um, but from there on, and what you, it was so impressive about it was his willingness to take the ball right on the line. Um, you know, flat passes right in the face of the defence. And, of course, it just opens up so many possibilities. And it's typical of the rather fearless approach with which Damien McKenzie plays. So he, that's an absolute plus because it means that's an option that they've got. But I think you go back to a test like this where it, it's going to be very much, there's going to be a lot of tactics involved. They, they see Richie Maunga as their, as their number one playmaker. 
And, and so I, I'm not at all surprised that he's playing. Uh, halfbacks will work our way in, TJ. Oh, actually, before we leave the back line, um, we'll go to halfback. Rico and Geordie, I think um, probably their best test match as a combination together last week and get a chance to cement that this week. Well, what was really good about the way they played last week in, in terms of their back play was just the direct running of those two. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of missed tackles, I think, that they probably would have worked on, but uh, I think Ioane might have fallen off a couple, and that, that's something that they've got to keep looking at. Um, but uh, I, I just think in, in terms of their attack, um, I, I just liked the way, you know, Geordie Barrett, who, who probably didn't have his happiest um, Super Rugby campaign, he, you know, he came back um, into this chess match you know, and bought what we know he can bring, which is a, a very powerful presence in the middle of the park. His defensive work was excellent, um, but it's just the straight running lines. Uh, and then, of course, if anything does open up, you know that Rico Ioane in particular has just got that lightning acceleration. So I think that that's a combination they want to keep working on. I mean, you know, what you're seeing here is pretty close, with perhaps the exception of uh, the wings. It's getting pretty close to what they what they're looking at in terms of their number one back line. Midfield-wise, um, not many people in New Zealand would know the midfield of the Springboks better than you. Lacanio Arm and Damien Dalende, what a, oh, what a spicy match-up, these two midfields. Yeah, that, that is a, a, a tremendous... They're, 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 obviously, you always look at the Springboks and you look at this massive forward pack they've got, and that's, that's the key to their game, and everything revolves around that. But... Uh, and I see Fafta Klerk has uh, come back into the side. He's going to play at halfback. Uh, so you kind of know what you're going to expect. But when they do choose to move the ball, there are plenty of threats there. Mm. Um, you know, Mpimpi and Colby on the wing uh, can be uh, electrifying runners. But again, uh, Delendi, who I-, I thought for a while there was, a, 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 to me, a bit of a fear that they were turning him into a, a, too much of a crash bash merchant. But he's just too good for that. Uh, he, he's a he's a better player than that. And Um is a is a remarkable player. So, yeah, the, the thing is, you, you tend to stereotype the Springboks as being totally about their forward play. The difference is, is that whereas the All Blacks, I think, traditionally are looking to attack all the time, the Springboks are prepared to bide their time. But when they get half a sniff, um, that you know, and and especially you know with Willie uh, Larue, Billy Larue at fullback, just orchestrating things, just coming up and providing a, a, a touch here and there. They're, they're a dangerous backline as well. This is this is a very, very impressive-looking Springbok side. I remember when Faf de Klerk was um, picking us apart a little bit, uh, people were wondering if his middle name was Boxkick. Do you think that they'll stick with that? Uh, well, you stick with what you're good at. I think you, you will see a lot of it. I mean, it's just part and parcel of his game, and they get good pay out of it. Uh, and so... Yeah, it's another reason why having a, a converted, like a, a, a winger stroke uh, or fullback stroke winger on the right wing like Will Jordan, uh, you know, he's good under the high ball and, and certainly he's he, he going to get a, a fair bit of airmail coming his way. Uh, but as I say, I, the other thing about the Springboks too, you look at that bench. I mean, you've got Marks, you've got Sneeman, Dutoy, Vermeulen. They've got a, a, a 6-2 split which means you know they, they certainly don't want anything to go wrong injury-wise in their back line. But when you can bring you know, tanks like that, and, and I, you know, I mean very good, I mean as a compliment, that's a hell of a strong bench too, but it's also another indicator as to the way they're going to play the game.
Were you surprised at the... Actually, no, I'll do the forwards. No, I'll do the reserves because we're talking about the reserves. Caleb Clark, who's basically a left wing at international rugby, a one-position man. Strategically, um, it's been suggested to me that he will come on, Talia will go to the right wing, uh, Bowden Barrett will go to first five, and Will Jordan to fullback. Can they plan something as strategic as that um, and then hope there's no injuries? Because Caleb oh, Clark, who's a one-position guy, um, you usually see yeah. multi-position guys on the bench. It's, it's a bit of a luxury, but of course, don't forget, you know, Anton Leonard-Brown's out of action at the moment, and he, he's a guy that often provides that multifunctional ro- uh, role yeah, I sort of thought maybe uh, McKenzie uh, could have been on the bench. Caleb Clark, I think it has to be said, uh, we, we all know what a devastating player he can be, but he was one player who perhaps didn't uh, didn't really set the house on fire last week, and, and maybe they're giving him another chance. And again, just uh, a little bit of impact talk there, that if they can bring a guy like him, also Samasoni Taukiaho, um, I think that's a sign that they want to make sure uh, that they get their line out right uh, Cody Taylor is obviously a very reliable line-out thrower um, and then bring Taukiaho on you know, later in the game for impact off the bench, ball in hand. Um, but uh, as I say, the best laid plans where these um, strategic sort of plans sometimes come unstuck as if there's an injury. Um, and so they won't want that coming into the play too, you know, too early in the piece. Uh, Shannon Frizzell uh, rightly rewarded for a, a very good test match last week, but uh, again, huge difference in opposition. Uh, there'll be a lot of spotlights on him, I'd imagine, in Penrose on Saturday. Well, the challenge now is for him to, to produce that again, back to back against the Springboks, because no question he brings a, a, a physical edge. His ball carrying, again, very direct. His line out work at the back also was excellent. And, uh, you know, that's one thing. Franco Mostert, who's uh, playing on the side of the scrum for the Springboks, he's really a lock. And and so you've got that extra uh, height that they've got. Um, But also, I just think his ability to hit hard in the tackle is going to be really important because he's going to have plenty coming his way. So, yeah, I think he, he, he certainly earned another opportunity. I don't think his... Much as I, I'm, I'm keen to see him in action, I'm not sure that this is the, the optimum time, say, to bring a guy like um, Sammy Penny Finau into the mix. Uh, they've got Vai and, and Papali'i on the bench. They're seasoned players at test level, and, and I, I think there's a very good reason for that. We will see a new cap. People keep saying if he gets on the field, he will get on the field. The whole front row is always replaced. Tamaiti Williams, special moment for this young but big, big man from Kaio in the far north. Yeah, and just further evidence that, that, that there's a, a bit of a changing of the guard going on. You know, Lomax and De Groot start again. Uh, y- yes, they were particularly in De Groot's case playing against a guy who hadn't played a lot of rugby in the last uh, 12 months. But still, uh, you don't get to play uh, for an English club in the in, in the English league if you're not a good scrummager. And Ethan De Groot just made absolutely um, mincemeat of him last week. Uh, th- this will be a tougher challenge, but y- yeah. I, those two, plus you bring uh, Williams, who's a, who's a young player, into the fold. One of the great strengths that he brings is an ability to play uh, both sides of the scrum, and, and that that could be, you know, a, a very good asset. I mean, primarily, probably you see him as a, a loose head, but I also think he's capable of playing very well on the tight head side as well. So, yeah, he, he, he's earned this. This is a, a decision that has been made, and it is 
always you know, encouraging to see that they are prepared to reward form because his form during Super Rugby was outstanding. Tactically, and it's and another bit... another Northland All Black too, which is which is always good to see. Yeah, I think I read it's either the fourth or fifth in twenty years, which is just brilliant, um, just brilliant for Northland. Um, I'm going to ask you to read the tea leaves a little bit tactically. How different do you think the strategy of both teams will be? Um, well, as I say, with the Springboks, you kind of know what you're going to get, but you have to be wary of when they just change gear um, and, and you know, at, at the chance, you know, a half chance presents itself. Uh, they know how to take it through those those wingers of theirs. So I think, uh, I'm, I'm sure the All Blacks will, will try and play the way they played last week, but they're not going to be able to and, until they, at least, unless they get some parity up front. And that's going to be the big challenge uh, against that Springbok pack. I think if they're able to play the game, if they're able to dictate the tempo of the game, then I think that all goes well for them. Uh, because, it, look, it's the one thing I would say about the Springboks, as much as you know, it's a very impressive side, it is an ageing team. Um, some of these guys are starting to get on a bit. Some of them have played um, you know, a, a long, long season behind them in the Northern Hemisphere. And some of them have been carrying injuries as well. Etzebeth, you know, hasn't had a lot of rugby recently, for example. He's captaining the side, but God, we all know what an absolutely phenomenal player he is. So, uh, you know, if they are able to, I'm sure they would like to dictate the tempo of the game and move the Springboks around. But man, it is a lot easier said than done. Yeah, it is. And, and the news of uh, the sad news that even Elizabeth lost his father last night or the night before, and now there's doubt over whether he'll play. I, I think he'll probably play, but um, he can do whatever he feels is the, the right yeah, thing to uh, do. Yeah, that is yeah, absolutely tragic. Um, very difficult situation to be in. Uh, <clears throat> it would be an inspiration to his team if he played, and, and that may be a reason why he sticks. But, uh, you know, uh, anyone who's who loses their father, you know, just how, how devastating that can be. Um, so, yeah, it's sympathies to the big man, that's for sure. Definitely is. Um, a quick touch on Australia-Argentina. Um, quite a hard game to pick, but Eddie Jones makes more headlines than his team do, TJ. Yeah. Um, look, I, I thought they'd be a bit better than they were last week. Um, and, and maybe it's just because... You know, they've gone with this, they've rolled the dice and bringing players back from offshore, uh, the likes of Will Skelton, uh, Samu Karevi. Um, look, maybe it might take a while for that to gel. I, I just think they got their game plan horribly wrong, or either that they went out there and they, they went off the script because the, the amount of ball they kicked away was just ridiculous. And I, I don't know whether that was part of the plan and they just executed it badly or whether it was a bad plan either way they got well and truly stuffed by something well short of a being a, a first choice springbok team um the, the the snipey stuff at the end of it came look i i i, I kind of understand to a degree um that what he was quoted as saying and what he was trying to say or what he effectively said weren't quite the same thing and it's very much a case you know, in, in the media. I mean, you look at the, um, just changing tack here, but you, you look at the initial outcry over the Sam Kane thing. Um, the uproar on Sunday night in the TV news was all about one piece of vision on TikTok, mm. which showed Sam Kane 
rather forcefully tripping up a young spectator. What that TikTok didn't show was what was going on elsewhere. There were 10 to 20 other ones running around, jostling players who'd had um, uh, laser lights shone in their eye during the game, all that sort of thing. So it wasn't the full story. And again, I'd say with Eddie Jones that maybe what he was quoted as saying and, and what he meant to say weren't quite the same thing. And when someone fired back at him a little bit tongue-in-cheek about, uh, you know, you're glad you weren't playing a full-strength Springbok thing, uh, he got a rise out of Eddie, for sure. And uh, if you've seen the longer clip, it, it wasn't just one snipe at the actual conference. He kept going at him afterwards as well. Um, he, yeah, you're right. Big headline. And he, Eddie is always quite happy to take the heat off his players in a way like that. But the, the, the fact is, I, I'd say they've had a pretty tough week on the training field this week, Australia, and they're going to have to be a whole lot better uh, a, a, against a, a wounded Pumas team this week. Yes, indeedy. All right, TJ, uh, really brilliant to talk to you every Thursday. It's just going to get better and better week by week, Thursday by Thursday, my friend. Can't wait till uh, we chat to you next week. Cheers, Steph. Good man. There he is, the great man, Tony Johnson, joining us every Thursday at two o'clock, uh, someone texts in during that chat saying, who is the referee? I can tell you the referee uh, is Matthew Reynal. Remember him? Matthew Reynal, the Frenchman, uh, assistant referees of Angus Gardner and Pierre Brousset. French and, of course, Angus is Australia. And Ben Whitehouse, I think, is, I think, Welsh. Uh, and then our next game uh, in Australia. Yeah, that's our next game. Uh, Wayne Barnes is our referee. Best in the world. Best in the world. Get over that World Cup one. Get over that forward pass. You ask any referee in the world and they say Wayne Barnes is the best. I think he's going to retire at the end of the World Cup. Maybe. Maybe not. So they are the referee appointments actually. Refereeing Australia-Argentina this weekend. Yako Paper. Assistant referees, couple of Kiwis, Paul Williams and James Dolman. And the TMO is Marius Jonka, the other South African. Uh, and very quickly hit some texts in here. So that's Steve. I've told you who the refs are. Someone down here. Oh, I wish I'd saved it. Someone said, bear with me. Bear with me. Can't find it. But they said everyone's going on about the size of the forwards. Um, yes. The front row, New Zealand, are five or six kilos heavier, but the whole forward pack, New Zealand, combined weight, starting eight, 789 kilos. That can't be right. Eight, that makes the average under 100. That can't be right. We might have to revisit that. We'll push pause, we'll double-check those figures, and we'll come back with that and... Our fundraising pacing for purpose pick that Robbie's picked out for us, Yabadoo. It's Harness Racing New Zealand Pacing for Purpose Season 2. Season 2. Raising money for Butterbean Motivation, the great man Dave Latelli, who's taken his family on holiday. Thank goodness he gets a break. But we're trying to raise money for him. Rubinho, you're picking this week. I have picked. Oh, you have? Yep, I I have picked. Um, and from memory last week, the way you do it, we try, you try and guess I'll what, try and I, guess what which I've picked, one you've right? Taken. right. Okay. So what okay. day is the race? The day of the race is tomorrow. I've clicked tomorrow. I click 
harness. It zooms down to Alexandra Park. Race eight. Race eight at nine twenty. Matariki Friday. Oh, and it's a trot. I love the square gators. Okay, okay. Oh, it's only an eight horse field. Um, well, mm, am I going to try and pick who I think will win or who I think you think will win? So I think horse two, Aradney. That'd be my pick. But I think you've gone for. I think you've gone for Emily Bay. I haven't. Okay. Um, <laughs> have you gone for Aradney? I haven't. Okay. What have you gone? I've oh. I've gone down to gone down to Johnny Who. Number six. Jeepers. Morris Ma- McKendry. Maury Mack is the driver. Um, now I think it's broke. It broke last start. I think it galloped. Let me have a look. Yeah, man, man, man is not great, but it's got some gas. It's risky, oh, but uh, risk versus gonna, return gonna, never goes out of surprise. Oak. He's going to surprise. I tell you what, it will surprise me. All right, Johnny Who tomorrow nine twenty. Gosh, you like a little bit of value. I don't mind that. I'll be interested to find out what your um, show me the money pick is, which is coming up soonish. But we will have news first. Got some more text messages. And now we've done the maths. We've redone the maths. So the New Zealand All Blacks starting forward pack weight is 897 kilos. South Africa, 908. What's the difference? About 1.4 kilo a person. Malcolm Marks is huge. Um, 897. Uh, Nick suggested they'll be over a little bit over 900, so they might have big breakfast, so you might be right. You might be right. Uh, Zaid here. It's a great back line for the All Blacks. I love Will Jordan and Mark Talia on the wings and Barrett at fullback. He's our best fullback, so that's a great option. Geordie and Rico at 12 and 13. I'd rather McKenzie probably over Richie Moonga, but you can't, but you don't lose much. And it's good to see Aaron Smith again at nine. And yes, Caleb Clark on the bench is a good option. Foster may as well start the game without anybody playing 10. The guy he has picked goes missing against good teams like the Springboks. McKenzie or Barrett for me every time. Cameron, big test for Richie Moonga. Big test. Hi, Staffy. My hubby used to collect pens, which I thought was bizarre. Maybe you could start a support group for weird and wonderful. P.S. By the time I found him, none of the pens work. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa. (laughs) Yeah, I think... I think I sold my pen collection. I had about a thousand. I had about a thousand. Can I tell you my favourite one? It was a bit rude. It was a Playboy pen. And it had a, a Playboy bunny, I think you call them, at the top of the pen. And you tipped the pen up and the ink drained away. And the Playboy bunny no longer was wearing a swimsuit. Just bunny ears. Very rude for an eight-year-old or whatever I was. Uh, so... Um, Dino suggesting I go to Costco because he got 100 pairs of toothbrushes. It's easy to add them every time you go. (laughs) Staffy, lots to talk about. Oh, I've done that. That's the South African Ford pack. Hamish from Christchurch. Right, we have to take a break for new sport and weather, but ring now to play the chase. 0800 150 811 to play the chase. We'll do it straight after the news.
Chase time. Chase time. How many calls do we get? Let's have a look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven calls. Seven calls. Have you spun the wheel? Look, you're always a step ahead of me, Robbie. Have you spun the electronic wheel? It's spinning. Oh, it's spinning. I nearly <laughs> I got to you before you spun. Is it, is it landed? I'm very it's excited. Landed. Okay, who have we got? Number six. Number six. You see there? I've got it. It's John. John from Owakuni. John from Owakuni, Carrot Country. G'day, John. G'day, Steffi. Oh, I was a little bit nervous there. <laughs> oh, that's oh, all right, it's me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you know how it works? So, in fact, Robbie, you, you, you're now Bradley Walsh. You talk us through. I'm Bradley Walsh. Right. John from Owakuni, you have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you possibly can, and then... It will turn over to Staffy and he has to try and run you down, get the Remember, same amount. 100,000 e cash. 100,000 e cash grabs. up for grabs, John. Oh, love it, love it. Sammy won't be happy if we give that away. Exactly, John. <laughs> no, it's not at his hands. No, no. Right, John, would you like set A or set B? They almost won on set B last night, so I'll try and get redemption. I'll go set okay, B. Okay, right. <laughs> I like it. All right. Are you ready to go, John? Oh, I'm a bit nervous there, but go on. Okay, here we go. John, your time starts in three, two, one. Pukakura Park is a home ground of what domestic cricket team? Big. Yeah, that's correct. And what American state is Pebble Beach Golf Course? Oh, Arizona. Oh, it's California. In the Football Ferns group at the World Cup on Norway, Switzerland, and who? Philippines. Correct. Who is overall top run scorer in this year's Ashes after three tests? Joe Root. That was Mikawaja. 19-year-old Victor Wembanyama was drafted in the first round by which NBA franchise? Spurs. Correct. Which Premier League football team plays the furthest north? Geordies, Newcastle. Correct. What team won yesterday's MLB All-Star Game? The blue one. Sure. And what year did the All Whites last make the Football World Cup? Uh, All Whites, 2010. Correct. New Zealand's Rugby World Cup winning captains have been Richard McCaw and who? David Kirk. Yeah, give it to him. Give it to him. It's a decent blue. performance. Blue. Blue team. Did they win the blue team? Did the blue team, team win? Let's, a, let's, actually, let's actually check for was the uh, blue team because I know that one of them's blue and one of them's red. Um... I can't even tell based on the logos. Do we give them that? Is the it was the National League? Do they play under blue? I shouldn't really know that. One, two, three, four, five, six. If we're giving them blue, the give National it. League the team. Yeah, National What's League, uh, American League, and the All Stars. National. National. What are they called? National League All Stars. National League All Stars. Uh, they play in blue. All right. Yep. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it, John. Yes, you got it. So got you got point. six. Six. Six okay. to get. Okay. Right. <clears throat> we switch over. And Steffi, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Steffi, your time starts in three, two, one. Who has scored the most all-time tries for the All Blacks? Douglas Howlett. That's correct. What country does Wimbledon six-seed Ons Jabeur represent? Uh, Tunisia. Correct. What country is currently ranked number one in the ICC men's test and T20 rankings? India. 
Correct. The Football Ferns' three group stage matches will take place in Auckland, Wellington and Wirth. Christchurch, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) We go to John. Stop the clock. Where's the clock? There we go. Where where are we going? I should know. Yeah. I should know. I'm going to say Wellington. Oh, it's Dunedin. He said Auckland, Wellington, and... Oh, it could have been a trick question, because I was going to say true. Auckland. That's true. That's true. Very okay. much could have it's been. It's Dunedin. Okay. Right. How many okay. have I got? Three. You have three. Three to get. Clock starts again in three, two, one. Name any three of the teams tied at the bottom of the NZ NBL ladder. Any three? Correct. The Jets? Correct. Where was New Zealand netballer Grace Nowicki born? Hospital in Auckland. <laughs> New Zealand, correct. Uh, Maya Kawana Kalani Roos has just been named as the youngest ever Black Ferns captain. How do you spell her name? M A I A K A W A N A K A U L A N I. Oh, he's gone and done it. That's the wrong one. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button, but he has won the chase. Holy heck, that took me about 30 seconds oh. to spell. What a question. What a, what a question. Que- what a question to finish. What a question. With a nice underwhelming <laughs> ding at the end. Oh, unlucky John. Oh. Yeah, well. That was an unfair question, but I got there. John Oakuni, are you a skier? Yeah, I am. I am indeed. I've, I've actually just uh, hurt my ankle. I've been taking the advice of, um, the Bricky boys, Israel Dag with his knee up, so I'll be back out there in no time if I follow his rehab. Oh, nice. All right. Well done. Well done, Mr. Oakini. What a horrible question, Robbie. Don't have those long ones for you. I think there was no time left on the clock, was there? No, well, two seconds. Two seconds? Yeah. Oh, my Close. goodness. Goodness me. And But it did run for a bit long. Who Who, who was clock operator today? The B-Man. Yeah, sorry. Where's where his mic? There you go. Sorry about that, mate. Just I was laughing at those sounds you were making. Like the, I don't know what that was all about there. What sound? You When you were thinking about um, one of the questions, you were making all these sounds from your mouth. Like, oh, honestly, I going, yes, <laughs> I could stop laughing. So I, I, was processing, I was processing answers. Oh, trying, to, trying to get the... Hilarious. Making me spell Maya Kawana Kaulani. Lucky it, it spells the same as it sounds, actually. Yeah. I'm very lucky that. What a contestant. Actually, very good. Actually, very, very good. Um, whew, actually, shall we keep seeing B-Man's there? Shall we get him to throw to ask for calls for the next segment? Turn your both your mics off and just give him a little bit of coaching what he has to throw to, Robbie. Just turn both mics off. Thank you. So, because he's like B-Man, who's our, our tech guy, head of uh, broadcast operations, very technical, very technical. He is going to throw to the next segment because he voices a lot of our ads. So, Brendan, we're throwing to ads. Uh, Come in. Everybody, you're going to want to call in because it's time for Show Me The Money after this break. Show you the money. Here we go. Here we go, indeed. Uh, showing us the money, Robbie. Um, gosh, you've been very busy this last half hour or so. We've kept B-Man in here. 
fantastic record in showing me the money. With I do, tips. I do, and thank you for recognising that. Uh, just last week, uh, last week, I, it was I fell a little bit short with. Um, you said Volk on points. Yeah, Volk on points, and he won in the third round. But yep, still, but what a great fight! What a great fight! Um, right, oh, so who have we got, Robbie? Online, right? We've uh, we've spun a wheel. It's number four, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got we got Alvin, who's from North. Uh, who is in Auckland? <laughs> Elvin in Auckland, g'day Elvin. Come in, Elvin. Oh, are we on delay with Elvin listening on the radio. I can sort of hear you, Elvin. Can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I can hear you guys. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Sorry about that. Now, do you want to go first or do you want to go last? I'll go last. Roger that. Roger that. Shall we start with B-Man, who's the form horse, actually, when it comes to Show Me The Money. Brendan English, also known as B-Man, also known as G'day, mate. <laughs> i got a few nicknames around here, yeah. don't I, especially with you. Um, look, I'm keeping it super basic today. I- I'm all about winning. I'm all about getting money. We're not doing any long shots, not least. Uh, I'm not going to do any long shots today. So I'm going to go up the wires. We're back in the wires, and we're going to go anytime try scorer. Dallin Watini Zelezniak. How good has he been? <laughs> any try, anytime try scorer. He's puts on a show every game, and against the Sharks, he's going to have to put on another performance. Yeah, you know? Dallin. What's he paying, please? Uh, he is $1.72, so the lowest bet of the day, I hope. But uh, it's show a sure thing. Money. Show me the money. Okay. Um, what do you want to do now, Robbie? Me or you? Oh, you go, Steph. I'll go. I'm going into betwixt and between between two players here. I'm going an anytime try scorer as well. Nice. And I'm going into the Wallabies against Argentina. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'll go Samu Karevi, two dollars twenty five to score for the Wallabies against Argentina. Show me the money. There we are, two twenty five into the dollar seventy two. Rabinho. That was Samu Karevi, just to be 100% sure? Correct. Correct, 225. I right. bet you're going Wimbledon. I, I just, I had to, Steph. <laughs> just based on, based on the week we'd had, oh, I just had to. And I'm, I'm going into Alcaraz taking on Medvedev right. in, the, uh, in the semifinal tomorrow night. And we're going to take Carlos Alcaraz to beat Daniel Medvedev in the sets betting 3-1. to one. We're going, we're going crazy. It's going to be three one. Yeah. It's paying three sixty. I like it. Show me the money. I like it. Four like setter. Righto, Alvin. You wrap it up with your fourth leg. What are we looking at? I'm looking at any time try scoring tomorrow's uh, tomorrow night's league. Dominic Young. Dominic Young can score tries uh, for the Bulldogs. Uh, Play the Tigers. You should get over them. Sorry, the Knights. He's with, isn't he? Yes. The yeah. Knights against well, the that's Tigers. Tonight's game. Uh, is it tonight or tomorrow? It says tonight. Tomorrow night, I think. Night's Tigers. Oh, no, it's tonight. It's tonight at 10 o'clock. Oh, yes, we... Oh, but then it does say... It does say 14th of July, 10 o'clock, once you click on it. So that's, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's, okay, it said so tomorrow, tomorrow on the website. Anyway, uh, Dominic <laughs> we can place Young. a bet on it regardless. Um, Dominic Young, anytime try scorer. Was Dollar, it? $1.53. $1.53. Ooh, okay. Let's have a look at this. Um... There'll be lots of tries in that game. Twenty-one mm. thirty-one odds. Chuck, show me the money on. It's grand. It's a grand indeed. One thousand and fifteen potential return. Let's go, Elvin. Huge. You happy with that, yes, mate? Guys. You happy with that? I'm very happy. Yeah. 
Well, we'll be happy if we're ringing you on Monday and saying, Alvin, you've won a thousand dollars. Yes, I'd love that too. Yeah, I would too. Alvin, you have a magnificent weekend. Thanks for joining us today. Okay, cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Um, Alvin and all. Quick recap, Robbie. One after the other. Quick recap. Um, here you are, Dominant Young, anytime try scorer, one fifty three. Alcaraz. Sets betting, 3-1, four-setter, $3.60. Samu Karevi to score Australia versus Argentina, 2.25. And Herr Dahlin, 172, 21.31 odds. 1,015, 1,015. Brilliant. Uh, thanks, b Thank you, Mark. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks, mate. Uh, some, uh, Marshy's text and said he hasn't heard the All Black team. If you haven't heard the All Black team, I've got it here for you. Front row of the Groot, Taylor and Lomax. Second row, Retallick and Barrett. Loose forwards of Frizzell, Kane, Savia. Backline, Aaron Smith, Richie Moonga, Talia, Geordie Barrett, Rico. Will Jordan on the right wing. Bowden Barrett, the custodian in the 15 jersey. And the bench of Tokiaho, Tamaiti Williams in, on debut. Nipo Lalala, Tupo Va'i, Dalton Papali'i, Finley Christie, Brayton Enor, and Caleb Clark. That is your All Black team to take on the South Africans on New Zealand soil for the first time in four years at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. After this break, we will go back in the day in history. Here's what happened back in the day. Look, apologies, I haven't been able to get to all of your text messages today. I've probably got about <clears throat> 38 on recent count uh, that I haven't been able to read out. I always do try and read out your text messages because I really appreciate the interaction with you guys, but I just haven't had the time to be able to get through them all. But All Black Weekend, um, we'll just chuck the lines open Monday. Don't you worry about that. Back on this day, July the 13th it is, Babe Ruth hit his 700th home run of his career for the New York Yankees against the Detroit Tigers. And, of course, that home run won the match. In 1974, South Africa's Gary Player played a memorable 18th hole on the way to his Open victory. Uh, His 18th, his approach to the 18th, hit the clubhouse and landed up against the wall. I remember this. Well, I don't remember it, but I've seen it. He hit a left-handed shot with the back of his putter, got on the green, two-putted, Four-shot victory. Thanks for coming. 1996, champion American racehorse Cigar had a record streak of 16 consecutive wins at the Arlington International Racecourse, which is near Chicago. Uh, it was the favourite, but the streak ended at 16. However, uh, it was beaten in its next start at the Pacific Classic at Del Mar on the 10th of August. On this day in 2012, Drew Brees signed a five-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. Cheeky little hundred million. Thanks for coming, Drew Brees. Birthdays today, Ashley Mallett, Australian Test Spinner. He was born on this day in 1945. Hammer, Mark Hammett, former All Black and former coach. Oh, he's still coaching a school team, I think, in Christchurch now. But Hammer turns 51 today. Big happy birthday. He's a good man, Hammer. Uh, Jano Truly turns 49 today. Of course, Italian motor racing driver. On this day in 1983, the number one movie was... Staying Alive with John Travolta, of course, sung by the Bee Gees. And the number one song was by the police.
just been announced to people that Sean Johnson's just signed a one-year extension to his contract with the Warriors. Fantastic news. He goes round again next year. Let's get it done this year. The run home's up next. I'm doing brekkie tomorrow with Angus Tarval, 6 till 10. We'll catch you then.